Welcome to Hello Easton PA. I'm your host, Mark Nutting. I'm the owner of Jiva Fitness, an author, business consultant, former actor, dancer, martial artist, superhero, musician, and I love to connect with others. This podcast is a way for me to share the stories of the people I meet in my adopted hometown of Easton, Pennsylvania. Hi, this is Mark Nutting, and I'm here today with Fernando Cardenas, owner of Lifestyle Barbershop Academy. Hey, Fernando. How's it going, Mark? Glad to be here. Well, thank you for joining us. You know, we were just talking before we started this off, and, uh, you know, I was feeling a little like, okay, I don't know, Fernando, and come to find out, I, we knew each other years ago, mm-hmm. and I'd actually been to one of his barbershops and, and had a haircut there and everything else. And he remembers it. I really don't because <laughs> my memory is not as good as his. But anyway, so let's let's talk. Let's talk first, because this is one of the reasons um, I, I wanted to interview you was because I, I pass by the Barbershop Academy all the time. And uh, I know this is not your first venture, but let's, let's talk about the Barbershop Academy. And what is that? So the Barbershop Academy is basically an education facility for people to come and learn the trade of barbering from shaving, facials, hot towels, old school, new school, uh, sheer work, client consultation, how to improve themselves as a professional. And then eventually within uh, a span of within the year, get their barber's license. And for example, what we do is pretty much teach them everything from the skill work and then just prep them to take their exams. And then once they're licensed, they're able to work legally in the state of Pennsylvania or even own a barbershop as well. Okay, so uh, just just some basics about it. If I wanted to go into becoming a barber, uh, I, I don't need any experience going into this. Mm-hmm. No, you don't need any experience at all. To be honest, we like it more when people don't have any experience at all. Because no bad habits. No, break. exactly, no bad habits. Uh, and we'd rather just kind of, for example, mold them to what we think they should be. Because for example, I, I think everyone has a different type of like method how how on like learning or how to like go about certain services and certain personalities so for example when someone comes in with zero experience they don't even know how to hold a pair of scissors or a clipper to be honest i like that a lot more so you could literally have some experience to no experience yeah yeah great the uh how how do you obviously there's a set curriculum and and something you need to do in in order to pass the state exam Mm -hmm. um do you, does the uh, state dictate your curriculum? Did you come up with your own curriculum? How did that all work? So yeah, there is a curriculum we do have to follow in order for our students to pass their theory exam. And for example, things such as uh, hygiene, disinfectants, um, sanitation, also, for example, how to how to properly use certain haircuts and like certain machines to use. So it's a lot more than just a lot of people think it's just a haircut, but in all reality, it's we're we're dealing with people on, on a daily basis and we're we're touching people back to back. So we need to they need they need to know how, um, how to follow the correct Pennsylvania curriculum. But in our school, what we do is we create our own slideshows, our own folders, our own notes, mm-hmm. but still following the, the correct Pennsylvania curriculum in order to pass the theory exam. But we do set everything up for them. So when it's time to go take their exam, they, they, they will still pass. But for example, we make it a lot more easier compared to just giving them a textbook, read the textbook, uh, write some notes and call it a day. We like to break it down and, and just, just make it easier for them overall. Great. Uh, 
How long does this take, the process to become a barber? Um, so we have two programs. We have the crossover program, and then we have the barber program. So the barber program is literally if um, you're starting from, from zero, you don't have a license, you don't, you don't have uh, prior hours from another state or another school, that takes a minimum of nine months. But depending on your attendance, it could be 10, 11, 12 months, and so on. Um, and then, for example, we have a crossover program. And the crossover program, that's more so if you're a hairstylist or like a cosmetologist. So if you already received a Pennsylvania uh, license in cosmetology, therefore, you don't have to complete the full 1,250 hours. You only have to complete 650. And um, if, sorry, 600, uh, 675 for the crossover and 1250 for the barber program. Well, okay. There are some few hours required. There is, yes. There are some few hours. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, how long does that usually take someone to so, get through the program? I mean, that, so, again, that's a lot of hours. So yeah. do people come and, you know, kind of go, okay, this is, I'm putting in eight hours a day to, to make this happen? So the way it works is uh, our schedule is based off of Tuesday to Friday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And, and for example, they could stay a little later, get some extra credits, stay, but on the majority, it's just 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And the barber program takes you up around like nine to 12 months, depending on the attendance. But the crossover program, same thing, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., but that could be accomplished within six to seven months. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, your school has been, the academy has been open how long? Uh, I opened that in April 2022. So oh, around like a yeah. year and a half now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you're kicking butt and taking names. Yeah, it feels good helping people out, just teaching individuals that, for example, maybe they're tired of working in a warehouse or tired of their day-to-day -day lifestyle. Maybe they're, or they're just lost. They don't know what to do. They don't have many talents or maybe they, they think they don't have a talent and therefore we rather go in there and show them, hey, listen, if you really want to take this serious, we'll take you serious and you can become a really professional, you know, barber stylist and and it does feel really good to help people start from scratch and then see them blossom almost like into like a flower and and then go off and just go into the real world and start working in a barbershop or a salon it sounds yeah. great yeah the uh <laughs> uh one last question is going we'll get into your other uh businesses and uh and your your idea for the future but what made you at what point did you kind of go i want to open a school um, I've always liked teaching because I've, I've, I will say I have been blessed with people around me that have that, that took in their time to speak to me or just give me a hand. And a lot of people, I feel like in this world, don't want to teach uh, individuals because I feel like they, they might think that might become competition. Um, me personally, I was like, you know what, since the beginning, I don't mind helping someone out if they want to learn. But I think it was around, I would say, 2019 when I opened up my second barbershop location in Emmaus. Um, I was thinking, okay, I think a school would be awesome, teach people. Also, you know, for example, from the academy graduates, we could receive staff members and make it easier for us to continue opening more locations and to branch out. Sure. Yeah. But um, during, I would say, after COVID, um, it was a, it was difficult for our business. We, we definitely, I'm, I'm, you know, thank God we didn't close, but it was definitely a difficult time. So, and I realized it was really difficult for me to, to, to find good staff members. I've always had a difficult time finding people that were professional or just had a good attitude. Cause I, you know, cutting hair, anybody can learn how to cut hair, but, um, but I, I added to morals, values, those are, mm -hmm. it's hard yeah. to instill those in, in people. And, and I just had a difficult time. I, I couldn't teach, I mean, sorry, I couldn't really find good barbers. So I, I literally probably from our staff members, current staff members and, and, uh, 
from before. Maybe some people quit and got fired. Um, I would say seventy percent. We we taught them from from you know scratch from zero. Yeah. And I kept telling myself, what's the point of teaching everybody for free? And uh, I, I might as well get compensated for it. There's literally schools out here charging thousands of dollars to teach people, and I'm out here doing it for free. And then um. And some of these people, they'll, they'll, they'll say thank you and then they'll leave me and then they'll go somewhere else and they take all the skills that I put into them and, and then just, we kind of like, we're, we're left kind of like droughted. Sure. But, so yeah. after that, yeah, I was just like, you know what? Um, I slowly started looking into school, studying how schools work, um, how, how to teach. You know, there's a difference between apprenticing, uh, apprenticeship in a barbershop mm-hmm. compared to an actual like school. Right. So I had to learn yeah. that and uh, go for my license. I ended up passing my my barber teacher's license in was it I think in July 2021, and then from there on I just said you know what I just I, I shot the gun and I said I'm going to open a barber school. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'll just find out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, there are a lot worse. of us in that you know that, that case where you know a lot of businesses open up and kind of going I don't really know what I'm doing, but here we go. Yeah, here we go. We'll, we'll learn with, with time. Yeah. One of my favorite entrepreneurs is Richard Branson. He said yeah, if sure. you if you get a a good um, like business opportunity and you don't know how to you don't know anything about it, just screw it, just do it and learn on the way. And that saying, I kept telling myself, I don't know how to teach an actual classroom or a school or even how to do documents or anything, but. You know what? Just like how I, I learned to to crawl and run like a baby, I'll, I'll I'll open a school and just do what I have to do. Yeah, good, great for you. Uh, let's let's go kick back now. How long have you been a barber? I've been cutting hair since 2012. So yeah, so over a decade now, and, and yeah, it's, I definitely I love it. It's, it's opened so many avenues for me, and so yeah, over a decade I've been cutting. And, and you've been quite the entrepreneur. You said okay, you had you have currently besides the academy, you have two locations going. So yeah, I have two barbershop locations, uh, one in Easton, and then one in Emmaus, and then I also have a scalp micropigmentation office that's located in Bethlehem as well. And then we're now we're in the process of opening a another barbershop, and um. Uh, we'll we'll make the announcement very soon for where that's going to be, and then also I'm relocating my eastern location to downtown, and also we'll be announcing that very soon on where exactly it will be. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, you mentioned you know as you were talking about micropigmentation, uh, which is you know uh, let's let's talk about the services. You know, actually this is one of those things too. You kind of go okay, barbershop. Who goes to a barbershop? What do you get done at a barbershop? Is it just hair? Obviously not, mm-hmm. because you know I see the the, the beards out in front. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're doing shaving and all that. And I, and I I actually thought to myself, how many people really come to you for a shave? Yeah. This is very. I mean, that, it, to me, it sounds very old school, but uh-huh. I, I I see it happening. So yeah, um, me personally, when I first started cutting hair, I I was cutting in a barbershop where they really emphasized a lot on retro hairstyles or just old school barbering and I've always I've always adored the old school barbering I I even though I'm young I'm 27 it's something about old school razors how they go against the grain with the grain with shaving shear work I'm a big I love using shears shears is another uh technical term for scissors but um <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah so technical yeah, yeah. Like, shears. Shears. yeah it makes it sound fancy but <laughs> um but not in our shop we, we mix both so like for example like we have chairs that are like old school style, but then our, our walls and our, our, and our setup is like modern, but something about like the old school services of shaving and so on. I, I didn't want to lose that touch. I didn't want to just be a barber that just did only skin fades. We wanted to show people, hey, we can still do the pompadours, the ducktails, the tapers, the, the hot towel shaves. So, and we offer all that hot towel, cold towel shaves, facial steamers, literally from, uh, you know, literally old school and new school, we, we blend it together and just, that's what we do at Lifestyle. Oh. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, uh, so 
shave and haircut. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I've seen, you know, some of the pictures. Actually, you just put up a, a promo on uh, Facebook today, mm-hmm. I think it was. Yes. Uh, showing a little bit of what you yes, do. So mm-hmm. all kinds of different kinds of uh, hairstyles in there. Yeah, we do literally everything from designs, covering it in with a razor, straight hair, curly hair, um, long hair, short hair. We even do for, uh, we have some stylists that work for us and they can even do long layer haircuts, um, beards, eyebrows, literally anything that has to do with grooming to make you look good. We specialize in, in, in it all. Uh, even though we mainly do haircuts, but if someone were to come in and say, hey, um, you know, I'm looking, I'm, I'm going to get married or I'm going to a special event or maybe it's just I just want to look good. We'll, we'll literally do everything from giving them a shampoo to just a black mask, uh, facial scrub, mm-hmm. the hot towel, cold towel, making sure their eyebrows are good. No unibrows or anything like that unless they want it. <laughs> Cleaning around their ears. Uh, trimming the nose hair, literally anything and everything that has to do with grooming to make sure someone looks good because we really do believe that um, if you look good, you feel good and you do good. And as long as, uh, for example, someone's leaving with a smile and they come back to us and say, hey, I got the job or I got the girlfriend or whatever, it's uh, to us, it's like, all right, cool. We did our job. Yeah. <laughs> tell me tell me about the uh, the SMP. So SMP, so scalp micropigmentation. Um, I recently, with my partner Kenny, just... I became certified with him and uh, let me see, it was September 2022. Um, with SMP, is to break it down in simple terms, it's like a hair tattoo. It's very similar to permanent makeup, how a lot of ladies nowadays get their eyebrows done. But for uh, scalp micropigmentation, uh, we focus more on the scalp. So whether if you're suffering from alopecia or just, you know, you're thinning or you've been bald for many years, or for example, you have a patchy beard, we basically use a micro needle. And, and we make certain inks to to match your skin tone and we give you the illusion of hair as if it was a short stubble and even though it doesn't help your hair regrow but it gives you the illusion of hair mm-hmm. and it's permanent so it's not something that you have to recurrently do like for example um, like rogaine you don't have to use minoxidil you don't have to use all these home remedies it's literally just almost like if it, not exactly like a tattoo because we don't shade and break the skin down and go deep into the epidermis but we just kind of give you the illusion of a short stubble so whether if you just have a receding hairline and you don't want to have a five head, maybe you want a forehead, we could definitely work and, and, <laughs> yeah. get, and help anybody out with that. But yeah, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not just simply the, the you know, I've, I've lost my hair and I'm, we're going to put the, you know, some stubble in there and make it look, look like you shaved your head. Yeah, exactly. So it's a little bit more than that. Yeah, exactly. And it's both for men and, and females as well. So I've, I've have uh, even female clients, like uh, after postpartum, they, they begin to lose hair. It's very common. And sometimes they feel insecure. They don't want to wear their hair down because they have missing patches. And therefore, I, I even had females come in and I literally will cover it with little, you know, black dots of ink, depending on their hair color, if they're brunette, so on. Is, you know, mm-hmm. we, we change the skin tones and the, and the skin um, ink. But, um, but yeah, it basically just gives you the, the, the illusion of hair. And it's, uh, I think it's definitely something where it can really boost someone's confidence. So it's not really necessarily, SMP is the only business that that we have in our company that doesn't fall under barbering actually falls under tattooing yeah but um but it gives you the illusion almost of hair so it kind of goes hand in hand sure yeah, yeah. it's taking care of that exact visual hair exactly yeah. exactly exactly uh, great well let's let's talk a little bit about you Fernando, awesome. yeah, yeah, tell me, me about are you uh, are you from this area yeah i was i was born and raised in easton uh, my parents are from Mexico, so I'm a first-generation American. But yeah, I was born and raised here in Easton. Went to Cheston, uh, Cheston Elementary School, Easton Area Middle School, um, the Shawnee. Then I went to Easton Area High School. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And I've been living here my whole life. I grew up in Southside Easton, also over town Easton. 
And um, yeah, I just, I, I love Easton. I used to really dislike it because I used to think it was really boring, but I'm happy to see now how it's really changing and it's really improving. And, mm. and I appreciate it now more as an adult. I, I get to see all the beautiful things. Like we're not too far from New York, Poconos, right. New Jersey, Philadelphia. Yeah. And, and people are so nice here. I never had an issue with Easton. Uh, you know, it's my city. I love it. Yeah, great. Uh, at what point did you decide barbering, being a barber was what you wanted to do? Um, I think it was literally, I mean, as, you, as you said, you're 27. So, you know, you put in some years already, at least a decade, you said, and, uh, yeah, I was, uh, it was the end of my sophomore year. So basically just kind of breaking down from the very beginning. Um, it was, I've always liked the barbershop. I always thought it was cool. When I was a kid, I used to hate it cause I don't want to get haircuts and stuff. But, <laughs> uh, as I started getting into middle school, I, I wanted to look cool and fresh. So uh, like the barbershop was a cool place. And plus I feel yeah. like the barbershop was like a man cave. So I would go there and I'm like, all right, they're talking about big boy stuff. This is cool. And then yeah. as time went on, I'm like, all right, I like this place. I like to hang out. And it, it was just, it was awesome. And then my one friend, he was uh, cutting her hair in his kitchen. And then I thought, oh, this just seems like a pretty cool career. Let me go home and do some research. And I went on YouTube, on Google, and I started finding all these barbers that, um, that, that instantly just grabbed my attention. I'm like, barbering? Wow, this is literally more than just haircuts. They have conventions. They have shows. They have all mm -hmm. types of styles, old school barbers, modern barbers, city barbers, country barbers. Wow, this is something about it. It was really cool. And then eventually this uh, one barber that, that taught me, he said, hey, I really like you. You're a very respectful kid. You've been coming to me for years. Um, something about you, I, I would like to teach you. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I have nothing to lose. I'm literally 15, a sophomore in high school. Why mm. not? And yeah. then I, I, I said yes. And the first day I went to go uh, shadow an apprentice at the barbershop, I instantly fell in love with it. Uh, picking up the clippers seeing the people come in and out, seeing all types of uh, age groups and backgrounds. It was really cool. And, and I could really instantly tell that um, clients were, would, would respect the barber. And I realized, like, this is really cool. Like, they, they respect the barber as if he was, like, I don't know, the mayor or something. Like, it's, it's crazy because I would see other people, for example, say hi to maybe, like, a cashier or whomever else. And nothing against anybody else. But something about a barber, I was like, they really do respect the barber. And mm -hmm. I don't know, just something about it, I instantly... I fell in love with it. And I, from there on, I was like, this is what I want to do because I was looking at becoming a dentist and I look into dentistry. It, took, it takes around like almost a decade. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And it's good money, $100,000 at the end of the sure, year. But I'm like, yeah. I don't really want to get into all that. And I was thinking about becoming a detective and in something like that too. I was like, ah, oh, do I really want to go through that? Maybe accidentally get shot or something. So barbering was just like, you know what? It's cool. I, if it's hot outside, I can stay in the Certainly AC. less likely to get shot in barbering. Yeah, less, unless somebody yeah. comes in angry. <laughs> yeah, about the haircut. Yeah. yeah. The, um, well, you know, it's interesting because you, you were talking about the, the respect mm -hmm. that a barber gets. And you, you were also were talking about, you know, they having adult conversations and mm -hmm. all that stuff. There, there's always been, for barbershops, I mean, there's always been that sort of... Uh, I, the word that comes to mind is mystique. It's not mystique. Uh, it mm -hmm. is, it is, um, it's kind of a hub for people. Mm -hmm. You know, people mm -hmm. uh, will hang out at the barbershop mm -hmm. and, and it is a social thing, mm -hmm. which is, you know, not, it, it's not like, and you know, if you own one, I for, forgive me, a super cuts where it's yeah, in, in and out and, exactly. and everything else. But the barbershop has this, um, it's like a man cave almost for the neighborhood. Yeah, you, you said man cave. Yeah, and it's just yeah. Yeah, I mean, kind of that aura of, you mm -hmm. know. I've always tell everybody. We're here for conversation as well as exactly. everything else. We're, out, we're on licensed therapists is what I say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of clients will come in and they'll, they'll, they'll speak to me about their marriage problems or 
health problems, personal problems. And sometimes I'm like, oh, it's a little too much information. But then again, I, I, I respect it because people really do trust me with some of their, of their, I guess, secrets or, or, or life issues. And it makes me feel good. At that point, I'm like, all right, hey, man, you know, from my recommendations and or my life experience or from what I've seen someone else, maybe you should try this or, hey, don't let that get, you know, get to you. Or maybe, you know, it was, it was just something about it. I was like, you know, it's cool. It's like we're like a therapist just without you know, holding a pen and just telling you, oh, so tell me how you feel. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I have a similar thing with, with uh, the whole fitness realm. When exactly. you sit down with a the client, they'll tell you a lot. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot about their personal life, you know, not just, you know, their physical status, but mm -hmm. you, you hear everything that's everything, going on. I'm sure. And how they're getting along with the boyfriend or the, or the girlfriend and all that stuff. I mean, it all comes out. Exactly. Um, so let's... You you mentioned previously you're talking about where you're going to open stuff, but you also I heard the word, mm -hmm. so let's let's talk about that franchising. Yeah, so that's actually my ultimate goal. Um, I've always tried to find what was my why. And my why is obviously in business is to open multiple locations, but then eventually you know settle down, become a married man, have kids, and all that. But I noticed to in order to have, because I want to have five kids. I I, I love kids and. I want to have five kids? I want to have five kids. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so for that, I'm going to need some money. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I need to open up yeah. a lot of locations. But it's not necessarily just the money part. I really do like the fact that um, we can just have multiple buildings in different cities. And it's not like, it's like a franchise, but not like a franchise compared to like a holiday or, or a super cuts where it's just in and out. And they don't really treat the staff or, the, or, or even the clients the correct way. We still want to give people... Um, like a local warm-hearted uh, service and feeling from when they enter to when they leave. But at the same time, I want to give uh, someone else the opportunity in order to own a barbershop. Maybe they don't know how to go and do paperwork for the city or for the state or what to do next or how to go about getting clientele or how, mm -hmm. this, this, and that. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. We, we did that. We did this, this, and that. Just come with us and, and we'll, we'll help you grow. And I honestly do think, you know, having multiple brains is better than just one. And a lot of people want to become selfish and, and, and not... Um, it's like a, it's like a, uh, like say for example, a dinner table, and just they want to eat all the food on the table. I want to spread it out and, and help other people grow as well. And then it feels good when, um, I, you know, I go to, like for example, we're in the process of opening a franchise right now, and it's pretty cool. I could just go there, look at it. I'm like, wow, I really used to think about this in my mind when I was like 19 years old. One day I, you know, opened up multiple locations, and it's finally happening. You know, a couple of years later, it took some time, but it's, uh, it's definitely um, something about it. I, I like it just. You know, you thought about it in your head, and now you get to see it, and it's and it's happening. And people trust you, and that's 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 the most important part. When people trust me, they obviously see my vision. If they didn't see the my vision, they would just think I'm just some crazy guy talking. Like this guy's not open all the locations, so it's pretty cool. Well, good. You know, yeah, it's you know, it's important to have that vision to know where you're where you're going mm -hmm. in the first place. Yeah, and uh, so. So, you know, it sounds like things are moving in the right direction. Everything's feeling pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, what haven't we talked about that you might like to? Oh, Business-wise, personal-wise. I mean, you know, this is an opportunity for them to get to know you. Uh, wait, I got a, I got one for you yeah, before yeah. anything else. Is that your bike out in front of the The, the Harley-Davidson is mine. Yeah, the Harley's yours. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> that you're a bike rider. I'm a bike rider. Yeah, I used to, I, was, I started riding around 2015. I started with sport bikes, Jixxers, and R6s, and then... I just got tired of, of the sport bikes. I like them. I still ride them once in a while, but um, I wanted something more comfortable. And the Harley Davidson caught my eye maybe like around three years ago. I kept telling myself, I get one next year, I get one next year. Then what was it? I think like maybe two weeks before my birthday, I said, you know what? I'm getting this bike and I got it in July and I love it. I'm actually yeah. going to go for a ride after year. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, what what other? I mean, when we're in the, that kind of in your personal life and what you like to do, what else do you like to do? What so other hobbies you have. Um, other personal things I like to do, I'll say, for example, um, besides business, I like to I like I like to work out a lot. Um, I like martial arts a lot. I like Muay Thai. I like boxing. I, I currently train Muay Thai right now at this very moment. I go mm-hmm. to a local gym called Nag Muay. Um, and I love it. I'm looking to start competing very soon. And it's, oh, it, that's a whole different, you know, I studied martial arts for ages. Nice. And, uh, but we, I, I never had the desire to compete. I was just studied it because I just, yeah, just enjoyed learning it. it. Yeah. But, I think that's but how I was. Competition's another story. It is. It is. At first I, I just signed up because um, I was like, you know what? I just want, I want to have fun and I just want to learn uh, art. And I just, for self-defense, I think it's very great for every single human being to know some type of self, uh, self-defense. So, but then as time went on, I fell in love with it. And then I started going to, uh, to the matches of my gym members. And I noticed, I was like, you know what? I could really see myself going in that ring and, and punching somebody in the face. <laughs> and it sounds crazy. Some people are like, why? But it's just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't mind getting knee or something in the stomach, whatever. It's just, um, it's cool. And um, yeah, I, I, I love uh, martial arts. I love watching it or just talking about it. I, I have nothing against other sports. I just never really, I, I did try football. I tried soccer. I did play for, you know, for example, for Easton. Well, I didn't, I didn't make the soccer team. I tried it yeah. and I didn't. So uh, that, 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 I threw that out the window and football, I tried it, but I didn't like it. Something about team sports, I didn't like it. I liked something, right. just me going in there and just one-on-one if I lost, it's because I lost. And I like to, I, I don't want to put the blame on anybody else except myself. And so I like to train that. I like to do calisthenics a lot. Um, I love calisthenics. Um, also running. Uh, um, I used to hate running. I used to have asthma. And I think that's the reason why I pushed myself to run because I didn't like it. So a lot of things that I dislike, I forced myself to do. So I yeah. like, I never yeah. thought I could have done a half a marathon. I did that last year. Um, it felt good. And then, so something about fitness just feels good. And I feel like when you, when you feel good, like you just, I don't know, something about it. You just like, I guess like you're like a sparkle. <laughs> well, you know, you, yeah. I mean, you sound like one, somebody who likes to set reaching goals and, yeah. and push yourself to, to hit those. I do. I do. Yeah. I like I to. Mean, both, both in business and in, in your personal life. Yeah, I do. I do. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I get, I get bored real fast. I don't like to just stay in one place or just do one thing. And I don't know. I, I just, I don't know something about it. I, I just don't like, and the more I traveled as time went on, that's another thing I like to do is travel. Uh, when I began to meet people in other states or other countries, I was like, wow, like, you know, growing up in Easton, PA, a small town, I feel like, no, not to disrespect against anybody, but I think a lot of people in the Lehigh Valley of this town have uh, small minds to an extent, not everybody. There's a lot of people with big minds, but I've met a lot of people where they only did one thing and one thing only, and they stuck with that for the rest of their life. They didn't really have many other attributes or skills. And I, and when I will go to other like local cities or big cities and states and countries, I've noticed, wow, this person does this and they do this and they do that. That person's very admirable. Wow, this person does this, this and that. Wow. And sometimes I will come back to, um, you know, PA and there's people that never really left like more than 60 miles away from their home. And, oh, yeah. and just yeah, something yeah. about that, I didn't want to have an enclosed mind. And I said, and, and I don't guess when I started experiencing life, I was just like, you know what? I just want to try so many things. I want to jump out of an airplane, which I did. And then, yeah. I don't know, just a bunch I've, of random stuff. I've been stuff. there. That's, that's, that's a whole trip. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. Um, but, yeah. You know what? It's interesting. You know, I, I, I agree with you on the, uh, when you travel, you mm-hmm. get a, a different perspective. I agree. And, you know, one of, one of my, I think the first time I went overseas, I went to Munich hmm, and nice. stayed there for a couple of months. I was working for a health club there. Nice. And, uh, you know, a couple of things came to mind. One first, first one was, oh, look, I could, I guess I could work anywhere in the world yeah. really doing this. 
Uh, second thing was is you know people in Munich spoke five languages and, yeah. and how egocentric of us to you know exactly. think oh, just English you know exactly. as, as being the the language mm -hmm. and uh, I, I, it, it travel really broadens your perspective. I agree. Where what's your favorite place you've been? I guess I'm biased. I love going to Mexico, but I guess because yeah. my family's from Mexico. But uh, I would say I love Mexico because it's, it's big. It's 32 states. It literally has. So many things from mountains to city to country to suburbs to the beach to literally good and bad neighborhoods, all types of different foods. It's it's a, it's a beautiful country, and I feel like um, when I go out there, I don't know something about like stress. It just relieves from my shoulder. I could literally hmm. maybe get on the plane yeah. thinking about I have to do this, I have to do that. But as soon as I breathe in that air and I'm just there and I just hear, "Hey, Buenos dias," "Hey, good morning," I'm just like, "All right, I'm good. Everything <laughs> is you know, all the stress is gone." And yeah. yeah, so I love going to Mexico, but at the same time too, I, I did. Um, let me see from other countries that I've been to. I would say I enjoyed Costa Rica a lot. Costa Rica was very fun. Mm -hmm. People are very friendly, and it's very, it's a very green type of country. I say it's kind of hippie-ish, but that's what I like about it. People are just so chill down to earth. Yeah, and um, but yeah, I'll say that. And um, but it, it's fun. Any anywhere, honestly, I, I I don't mind going. I haven't gone to Europe yet. I haven't gone to Asia yet, um, or Middle East. I ha that's on my bucket list. But I've gone to Caribbeans and. Central America, North America. I'm actually going to Argentina for my friend's wedding in three weeks. So I've never been that south. So I can't yeah, wait to see yeah. what's going on down there. Great. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. Back to the question. Yeah. Now, what have we missed? Uh, I don't know. I guess anything else personally about me? Yeah, besides uh, fitness and business, I, I, I'm only fluent in two languages. I want to learn more. I want to learn French. I, I try to mm. study a little bit of French. Um, I, I forgot some words because I've been practicing as much, but I try yeah, to like, because yeah. I have clients from all all over the world, different countries. So whether it's a couple of words in Polish, a couple of words in Portuguese, I'll, I would like to try to say something just to kind of make them laugh and smile. And you never know, maybe someone has a difficult time. Maybe they came from another country and they don't know really how to say something. I like to like, hey, maybe I don't know how to speak French too much, but I, hey, speak to me in French. I could probably, you know, pick and choose some words. And and so things like that's cool. And um, I guess yeah. as with time went on too, um, I don't know. It's just, uh, I guess I got older now. I want to kind of like settle down, start a family, have a big house, have a cars, relax, come home. You need a just, big house with five kids. Yeah, I'm going to need a big house with five <laughs> kids. I'm going to need a farm or something. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. that. And I, as I got older too, uh, my relationship got, got, got stronger with Christ. So, I, I love that. I've learned, I love, I, I like to study religions, uh, yeah. theology, and all that. And uh, my, you know, in my personal experience, I, I, I found Christ. And I feel like that's a, a beautiful thing. It helped, helped me. Uh, be a lot happier in life and just overall between that and pretty, pretty much just business learning about god learning about uh fitness and just traveling and languages and eating a lot of food i love food i <laughs> i love to eat food that's why i like to work yeah. out a lot too because i will because you have to i have to yeah because if not I'll, I'll, I'll get real big because i was pushing 200 pounds at one point oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah i was so yeah. um after high school i just i think i went on a rampage and just started eating and partying and all that crazy stuff being a young kid and i looked in the mirror i was like okay it's getting a little getting a little heavy the my 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 zipper my jacket's not fully closing i'm, I'm starting kind of to bring that in a bit yeah i'm starting to you know breathe heavy up the stairs and i was like you know what let me start working out and ever since i stopped doing all that crazy stuff i feel a lot better okay but yeah yeah anything last last chance here anything Bus else business wise anything we didn't talk about anything um for business just um besides barbering i definitely want to venture off more in, into other businesses my uh i have like a small friend group so my with my handful of friends that I have, we have business ideas and, and you know, for example, maybe food and real estate 
Um, I eventually want to get into that, but um, I don't want to do too many things at the moment. I want to focus on what I'm good at and what I know, which is yeah. uh, men's grooming, barbering. So I'm going to stick with that for the moment. But um, I definitely do see myself eventually getting into real estate because I've noticed the majority of millionaires that I've met or successful people in general, um, they all own some type of property, whether it's like a house, a duplex or mm-hmm. complex or whatever. I was like, you know, I, I, I want to do that eventually. And then um, I don't know, maybe something else, something that, because uh, I do like eating. So maybe a, not, a, not like a restaurant, like some some five-star steakhouse, but maybe like a, like a quick in-and-out place. And yeah. I might be the number one customer. I might eat all the food. So right. I don't know how I'm going to make money right. on that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, besides that, that's about it. But basically with lifestyle, it's just, uh, uh, you're, you know, our goal is to eventually have multiple, more than 10 locations, 15 locations if we can, hmm. open up more academies um, and just, you know, pass the torch down and just, um, you know, eventually within the next, uh, which are right now, we're, we're, it's, uh, it's 2023 of September. So hopefully within God willingly, in the next two years, we'll have um, even, I'll say in total, seven, eight locations. Um, so right now we're, uh, yeah, two barber shops, a barber school, and then we're our S&P studio. So we're going to try to open up more shops and eventually um, at least t- two a year. And that's going to be the goal until then, you know, if you drive more than 10 minutes, you're always going to run into a lifestyle. Yeah. And that's eventually yeah. the goal, just open up multiple locations and just do it the correct way. Not We don't want to hurt nobody. We just want to do our business and help other people grow and just have fun and just live a good life. Cause you know, life, life is short. It could be long too, depending, I guess everyone's different, but meanwhile, I'm here. I definitely want to live a good life. I don't want, I, I, I try to live stress-free as much as I can, even though that's impossible. Well, that sounds good. But yeah. <laughs> you, you, well, you certainly have the entrepreneurial spirit yeah, yeah. and uh, congratulations on what everything you've accomplished so far and, thank and good luck with everything coming up. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me here. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. a pleasure having you. Awesome. Thank okay, you. Fernando. Great having you. Like, thank you. Thanks for listening to Hello Easton PA. This is Mark Nutting, hoping that you'll stop by again to find out more about your fellow Estonians. Have a great day.